welcome to I Love That. <laughs> a bachelor podcast. Because the unexamined life is not worth living. I'm Dr. Zach. And I'm Dr. Wade. And uh, we are doing a recap of the second to final week of Bachelor in Paradise Season 6. That's right. And we recorded Monday's episode <laughs> without actually recording the whole episode yesterday. Yep. That damn SD card filled up. Yeah, so I guess we're still going to have to recap it, but now that we have the context of episode two, yes. we can sort of blend it all together. I'm just going to come off the top and say Blake sucks. Yep. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of glad for the opportunity to do a redo, because I'm really hard on that guy. And You I'm did not, go pretty hard. I went harder than usual. He deserved it. I pulled a Connor and said, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Just because I saw pushback online, people say that we're being so mean to Blake, and oh, he doesn't deserve this. But how do you how do you learn from your mistakes if you aren't made to feel ashamed? Well, this is something you brought up to me. I so I had no idea he was thirty one. Yeah, you he's, know he's an adult. This isn't like a twenty two year old who doesn't know better. His brain is fully formed, and it has been for five years. He knows who he is as a person. Yeah, and he's a shitty person. Agreed. I thought he was 24, and I was letting him, or 22, you know, and like letting him, I was giving him a pass because I thought he didn't really understand the gravity of his uh, actions. Yeah. We'll double check, make sure it's still recording. Oh, uh, yeah, we're recording. Oh, we're good. <laughs> good stuff there. We're, we're doing it this time. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway... I guess let's... So what happened at the beginning? Okay, so Dean, we left on that cliff. That's right. That's right. So he shaved his mustache. Uh, he's a changed man. Physically. Yeah. Yes. And he's real charming. Had a really well-rehearsed speech. And uh, mm -hmm. he... There's a tactic. And this is something that I didn't enjoy about Blake with his Christina thing, which we'll get into, is when one half of the relationship just talks really fast and confidently and kind of narrates the relationship for both people sure. without there being a, you know, it takes two people and yeah. uh, this Dean thing, you know, he's basically saying like, Hey, I'm a lot of trouble. I'm bad at relationships, but I think the only way I'm ever going to get better is if you let me experiment on you and leave the show and that's live, right. Live in my van for a couple months. So the way that comes off to me is, is it's very, uh, Hey, I can't fix myself on my own. Mm -hmm. I need someone to help me. Yeah. Which seems like, you know, we're kind of a... Uh... That's what a therapist is for, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like not a partner. Don't drag mm -hmm. someone down with you. Um, yeah. And surprisingly, Kaylin took the bait. Yeah. I thought she was going to make the safe call. From what I understand, a lot of women would. Would have uh, gone mm -hmm. with Dean, knowing that it was bad news, but there's just something irresistible about a charming bad boy that looks that way. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, that's why you've been doing your hair. Oh, yeah. The way I, you do it. And... Yeah, I'm starting to wear hair, uh, headbands, mm -hmm. and I shaved my mustache recently, so yeah. I think things are going to take a huge turn for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then gonna... you're going to buy a pair of Vans soon. 
Yeah, I'm thinking maybe, you know, my <laughs> wife will uh, raise my allowance and you know, start, <laughs> start letting me pack my own lunch. Get you know? some slip-ons. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, you go see every state park in your vans. Yeah, so so it's it's not all bad. No. Dean can teach us a lot about ourselves and uh, hopefully we'll teach Kalen to never trust a man like him and uh, maybe he'll learn something about himself. Or who knows? Maybe they end up happy and start an alt-left political podcast that they run out, out of their van. Yeah, <laughs> big antenna on top. Uh-huh. Like a news van. Yeah, like a, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, as long as uh, she doesn't get pregnant, I think they're going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in agreement. Hmm. All right. So that happened. She kind of fucked Connor over. Not that they had a huge connection or anything. Yeah. True. And as we'll find out in the second episode that uh, Connor was really just there for Whitney. Yeah. Which is why I was like... Wait, so why are you so upset about Kaylin? But we'll get there. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll get there, all right. Okay, uh, we dabble with Chris and Katie, who, man, they, they just keep dragging it out, don't they? Oh, yeah. Like, Chris essentially says, like, I've never loved anyone. I'm awful at this. I'm in my head. I'm bad with emotion. Like, he, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have come out of retirement, is what I'm getting. Okay, so I. And knowing that he's a Virgo, this changes everything for me. Literally watching him discuss some of these things where he's like, I'm difficult and, you know, I don't know how to show affection. Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly relate, you know, and you can see him working through it and calculating it in his brain. And so ever since I wish I had known this earlier, because all I do is look at him and I go, oh, my God. If he'd only not been, spent like eight years in reality television dating, he might have been able to figure out his neuroses. Yeah. Because he's not much older than me. And, you know, having not been on reality television, I think I've figured out that in my head, cold neuroses, you know, and I'm able to show signs of love. Yes. You know, and I think because of the situation he's been in, he doesn't hasn't worked on it in a healthy way agreed i'm really starting to come to the the notion that a lot of the men especially on this particular season of paradise they need counseling agreed uh well who's it uh the guy who proposed to astrid was it Oh, Kevin? Kevin. Yeah, yeah. The one that looks like James Marsden, hockey player guy. Farmer. I mean, a fireman. Fireman. He's the only person I've seen on Bachelor Nation that has openly talked about having a therapist. Yes. uh, Ironically, a Canadian. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he seems to be one of the more emotionally adjusted men we've seen on the show. Yeah. And that's funny you bring up, uh, not, you know, Chris obviously not good at showing love or doesn't, he doesn't really understand himself in that regard. And I see a lot of people talking discussing this season about love languages and how people need to understand themselves and how they show love before going on to a show where the incentive is to fall in love really quickly and talk about it in all the pressure cook it. Yeah. But it's, I mean, come on guys, we all we're watching the same show here. It's not very sincere. It doesn't feel like real love most of the time. Most of the time it does not. Yeah. So it's really messed up to put people who not only don't know themselves well enough to express love in 
you know, healthy ways that they feel good about, but then you're putting them on a show where the incentive is to just talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just just go with the flow, which it seems like that's what Chris and Katie are trying to do, but the pieces are just not, it's never improving, it's never coming together. That's like taking two puzzle pieces and, you know, taking an X-Acto knife to one of them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I've tried to shove a puzzle piece together. I think we all have. Sometimes it works. And it'd be different if they were invested. But a lot of what I'm seeing this season, it's like people just want to look good on the show. Again, they need to do something about the casting. Mm. They really do. Yeah. No more of this fame chasing shit. Yeah. Look what you're you're forcing people to do. Yeah. The footsteps they're following in. It's not natural in any way. Exactly. And, and, And on the topic of people who, you know, need counseling, Clay... Has zero backbone. Mm. He's got the spine of a jellyfish. Mm. He's so sweet. And he is a giant slab of meat. Yeah. And yet, I think he's too nice to be like, Hey, Nicole, you know, I think we should probably not be together. But instead, he's just going with it. Well, who's going to say, you know, I'm, I'm actually just here to be on TV because uh, you know, my football career uh, isn't going to work out. And I thought this would be a good way to, to network. And, you know, you know, like, what, what is he going to What is anybody going to say? I'm not here for the right reasons. I'm here for the fame. Yeah. No one would say it, but it seems like 99 percent of them are exactly there for that. But here's my problem. My, my issue with Clay is, is that he. He's still too good of a person to give up a Nicole and pursue Angela while she's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in his heart of hearts, he still wanted to be with Angela. I get that too. And so that plays into his uh, lack of spine as well, in my mind. Yeah. And he's so tame, you know, like we're doing the voice joking on how kind of calm and even tempered he is, mm-hmm. but he has been playing the game. Like he's, he's nasty. Got, he's been getting screen time talking about his emotions. Yeah. He's been kind of like bouncing back and forth with this Angela stuff. Like mm-hmm. he is also doing the fame. The show's going to raise my profile thing. He just seems real sweet and unsuspecting. So we're not, you know, we're not crucifying him for it, but no. I think just recently I kind of came to that realization that he doesn't seem that into Nicole anymore. No, he does not. Or he's just just paying enough lip service to get them through the season looking good. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. What happened next, Dr. Uh, Wade? Revian showed up. Oh, yeah, Rev. That's right. Whose eventual date with Connor gets... Cut off early. Gets cut off so early. We don't see it. And then we pretty much forget about it, dismiss it. It, It's inconsequential. It doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah. Connor goes, yeah, it sucked, but like, I, you know, I guess I just got to move on. Yeah, just got to move on. And then kiss. Start making out. Yeah. And I love how her comment was, well, Connor, he's definitely very tall. Mm Mm-hmm. He sure is. Yeah. I guess that's enough. And I was like, poor Rev's going home. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so again, we very quickly summarize the dates and then move on to the meat of the episode, which is going to be the demi-Christian, you know, having That's right. another conversation about stuff and then uh, the Blake-Christina stuff. So this will give me a chance to be a little nicer on take two. That's too bad. Analyzing both of these <laughs> things. 
Just kidding. Well, <laughs> no, I get it. You know, you you and I both, I, I think, are somewhat in agreement that the uh, Demi thing is weird. Yeah. That she has been allowed to break the show. She's been... She's been given everything. Everyone is supportive. Her family, the cast. Like, there's no reason for her to be crying and acting insecure the whole time. And yet she does. And then it turns into a... I need attention. Pretty much. And I think what we distilled in the first go-around on this episode was that... She used to be in control of the situation... And the minute that Christian started to become her own person and fit in and make friends, Demi lost control of the situation. Yeah. And then decided, I have to make a scene because I need attention, you know, because the whole I don't do PDA thing is bullshit. Sure. She doesn't she doesn't do gay PDA. Maybe. But she also made out with Christian when she showed up in Paradise. Mm hmm. Made out with Blake in front of an auditorium full of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, spanked him. Colton. Or Colton, sorry. Not Blake. Uh, yeah, made out with Derek the whole time she was there. So, you know, so saying that, oh, it's my upbringing. I'm not into PDA. She's fine with heteronormative PDA. Yeah, just, be, you know, be able to admit that. That's what the discussion is, is, you know, people from the community are very sympathetic. They're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, she's just coming out. She's not comfortable with it yet. It is understandable, but she's not owning it. Yes. And furthermore, she has been given every advantage, privilege, and concession from ABC. You know, I mean... Totally. She's not, and she's not some like oppressed totally. lesbian person. So I don't know why. It's privileged having an amazing partner like Christian, who I've really warmed up to, someone mm-hmm. who's very like mature and nurturing. Yes. And Demi is still finding reasons to get screen time and making up drama out of thin air, which is probably all it is, really. I think so. I'm sure they get along fine, and it was just how do we get some time this episode? Like I'll pretend to be struggling with myself. Yeah. And I'm just over it. Uh, me too. She's been beating this drum every episode. And and I've said this before. She used to be the fun villain, like the wild card antagonist who spoke her mind. And, you know, let's not forget, she was like a crazy, you know, narcissist person. Like, not, yeah. not a good person, just good television. Great television. And now it's kind of like she's wanting to play this victim role. But we already had Blake. We already had Kalen. Like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. I'm sick of these like tens suddenly being insecure for the first time in their lives because they're not the hottest person in the room yeah. and just breaking down. It like it says a lot about that generation mm-hmm. <laughs> like, of fame chasers that they have such thin skin. Yeah. Again, like you got to go into it thinking we're just with thick skin. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Grow up. Yeah. Like rejection is part of life. This is can't television melt down because someone you just met, pick, you know, gave someone else the rose on a game. It's a it's a contest. It's a game that you got lucky enough to get on. Yeah, like you already won because you're gonna get Instagram followers. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Christian was awesome, and you know, very adult about it. Yeah, yeah. After however long their conversation was, they got back on track and then started. You know, what do you know? PDA. What on, on camera? I'll no, be, I'll be. I guess. I guess it's not that big a deal after all. Yeah. So there was, and so I say we end the discussion of this episode with JPJ and Tasha, but I want to discuss Blake. Well, sure, because the JBJ stuff will carry over. So, yeah. Um, 
Blake's 30. Let's... Blake is 30. Let's reiterate that. So anybody who thinks that, uh, oh, we're being so hard on him because he was seriously dating Christina and decided to bang a Bachelor Nation chick over Stagecoach Weekend. Mm -hmm. He cheated on Christina. He got what he deserved here. Yeah. And I I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, but, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Like, he was kind of abusing his status to, to get laid. Yeah. You know, that's not inherently wrong, but for him to act like his actions affecting other people negatively is like, oh, what? I can't believe you feel that way. You mean you, you feel betrayed because I did that. I would never do that to you. And I've noticed that he never, he never adds up how he affects other people. Like everything he has said, everything he has tweeted and posted. Yes. It's just about him. Yes. It's about how people made me feel bad. I had a hard time at paradise it's never like i recognize that i might have screwed christina around and you know what i'm gonna grow as a human i there's room for improvement it's just like oh poor baby poor 30 year old who was probably getting all kinds of ass because you were on the bachelor yep and then someone called you out on being a scumbag and you weren't able to get unchecked ass Mm -hmm. in paradise and we're supposed to pity you i i am not attending the pity party yeah fuck off man Grow up, you reap what you sow. Yep. And so, jumping Jeff Farmer, everybody. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he deserved Christina not being into him, and the whole him being head over heels with Christina is a joke. Mm. That's a joke. Again, yeah. this is optics. He didn't want to leave the show a loser, so he was trying to force a puzzle piece. And yeah, you know, just kind of skate yeah. through till the end with a partner to look good. It's like you're so ridiculously hungry, right? Mm. And the only thing the cafeteria has is a bologna and cheese sandwich, and you really don't like bologna. And then you think, oh, I'm not going to eat it. You know, it's fine. And then someone else shows up and they start eyeing that bologna sandwich, and you think, oh my God. No, the bologna sandwich is mine. I'm hungry. It's for me. The bologna sandwich, that's the kind of sandwich that I need. That's the kind of sandwich that I like to eat. It's the only kind of sandwich that I eat, actually. Mm. And I don't know what took me so long to realize it. I'm so hungry. I need to just get this bologna sandwich. And then when he goes to pay for it with his credit card, the credit card doesn't go through. That's a great analogy. Keep going. (laughs) And then he can't buy the sandwich. You know, and then, you know, then you see the, uh, because he had, uh, exceeded his limit making irresponsible childish purchases. There it is. And then he has a hard time understanding why was my card rejected? How come I got declined? Why would they do that to me? I need this sandwich. I'm so hungry. It's like, I'm never going to get a sandwich ever again. Yeah. And I may never eat again. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This is really taking form. He doesn't even like bologna. No, he never did. He literally was waiting for every other sandwich to be presented (laughs) to him on the beach before deciding (laughs) that like, oh, I guess, I guess I got to try bologna. I don't want to starve to death. Exactly. So here we go. And a final thought on Blake. He got credit for being the therapist or the dad or the crying shoulder for everybody. Yeah. But people, look at his body language. He is annoyed and put upon. 
he's barely listening to people. He's just in front of the camera. Like someone's like, hey, go listen to JPJ. People play. are talking at him. Yeah, people are talking at him. Yeah. If you want to see a real therapist father, you should watch the last season of Love Island. And uh, Curtis, that dude listens, gives great advice. He's a true friend to all the men on that island. Quick aside. Yeah. How many episodes are you in? Uh, about half, mid-20s, maybe let's say 25, okay. give or take, and there's almost 50 episodes in the season. Okay, I'll consider trying to just slam through them in my free time. All right. Maybe I'll put them on at work. <laughs> in the background. They are fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll put it on my phone, just listen to it. Sorry, compare. Also, just, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and wrap up the comparisons to Love Island here. D- do people have sex on Paradise? They went to the Boom Boom Room a couple of times. Brittany asked me this, too, yesterday. Um, was it, Did it used to be more common in older seasons? Like, did you get night vision of people, like, fooling around before they would cut away? Like, that, I remember that in, in older fantasy suites, for sure. Yeah, I feel like you got a, you got a better sense of it. You know, like like the Dylan and uh, Hannah thing, you know. They said, oh, they went to the, the suite or the Boom Boom yeah. for his birthday. And it was just kind of them making out in the hall. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't expect to see it. I know we're on network television here. Well, but uh, I feel like other shows give you, you know, a little more boots on the ground. Like, Yeah, I can close my eyes and, you know, maybe picture it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, even in The Bachelor, you know, when they go to Fantasy Suites, the camera, there's like a camera dude or two just kind of in the hotel room watching them make out on a bed covered mm-hmm. in rose petals. And then it's like, okay, time to leave. Close the door. Yeah. Like even that. So. I just figured with the beach and the booze, there would be more like sex more on, on the show. And that's not the boom case. Boom, boom rooms. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is not the case. All right. So fuck Blake. He's a bad person. He needs to grow up. And then maybe I'll consider not saying awful things about him on the podcast. Seconded. Then we get real cute puppy dog love stuff. Yeah, the sweetest moment pretty much uh, in all of Bachelor history since I've been watching the show. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. So cute. Genuinely smiling and happy for them. Yeah. And they don't it just I don't know. I know they're weird, It's especially, a, especially JPJ. It's a weird couple. It is. But they seem to be having more joy than anyone else on the show. And let's not get too far down the line. So JPJ... Listen to Tasha the night before talk about how she didn't go to prom. Mm-hmm. And JPJ threw an impromptu prom for Tasha. An impromptu. Oh. John Prom. Well, Jones. that's our episode, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye forever. Yeah. There will be no follow up <laughs> after the final round. Um, and in prom to prom for Tasha, and it was so cute. Yeah. It was honest and sweet. Yeah. And that is like, I feel like Bachelor in Paradise has lost sight of what is, what what, what appealed to me, you know? Mm. It's like some cute love. That's what I want. Yeah. I want to see that. Because the drama will happen, no problem. I think there's a general consensus that the last, after the credits of every episode is really the most engaging part of the show oh my god yeah and people are like hey abc can we just see that can we see real people being real instead mm-hmm. of 
posturing for the camera and their careers and talking about their relationships like they're not actually in them. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the best. I love that when they're uh, dancing, they're trying to swing dance and JPJ's yeah. like, maybe Blake could teach us how. And they both cracked up because, you know. That's funny as fuck. And Blake was so low at that point. Yeah. Like right before he completely nosedived. So it was really schadenfreude. It was, it was yeah. I had a good laugh at his expense on that joke. Love punching down that one. Yeah. So good. And then. Uh, I think. We lead to the next episode. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. And the next episode goes basically right into the cocktail party. There was no cocktail party, though. I was setting it up, bro. Oh, sorry. You just sorry. stole that from me. All right. All I'm just right. kidding. So they get all gussied up and they sit down in the, you know, Rose Plateau, whatever he calls it, mm-hmm. Pomplamoose Plaza or whatever. And Chris comes out and he goes, This is it. This is the final rose ceremony. And uh, he goes, There's not going to be a cocktail party tonight. And everyone goes, <gasps> But mostly it's for Matt Donald who needs to figure out what fucking chick he's going to give his shit to. Yep. <laughs> so what? He's torn between Sydney and Bree. Sydney and Bree. Classic McGruber. I could talk to her about anything and she seems smart and we get along. But Bree's a model. Bree's a model. Great. That's a great basis for a relationship. And you know what? Here's another example of you reap what you sow. Yeah. Okay. And so the, the rose ceremony happens. Matt Donald decides to give his rose. Well, actually, well, yeah, we can say, no, you tell us the best part, Wade. What's the best part about that rose ceremony? Oh, uh, we made bachelor history. Apparently no one wanted Luke's rose. Does that guy just suck? I don't know. I thought Haley was being mean. She was? Like, Poor man's Nick Vial. Nick Vial's hotter. It's like, okay, ouch. Like, did did you film this after you didn't get a rose, Haley? Mm-hmm. Because that's just mean. Yeah, it was mean. You Maybe you didn't deserve a rose with that attitude. It makes me wonder if Luke S. had been on earlier, mm-hmm. if maybe he'd had a connection with somebody. What do you think it is about him? Is I he think, like the male Sydney? I think he's DC, he's just like DC slick and like wants to... He's just there for a tequila business that he's got, you know? You think so? I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know. I, I Honestly, I think I would love to hang out with Luke S. No, no, I'm sure he's easy. Talk about politics. Yeah. You know? That sounds fun to me. And I don't think that's the kind of crowd you get on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I think that might be what's going on here. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, he tried to give his rose to Bree. Bree said, I can't accept it from you because, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're Luke S. And then Chris did the most savage thing I've seen him do in a while. And he goes, "Does anybody? would anybody here accept Luke S.'s rose? <laughs> no. <laughs> Send him home. Radio silence. And, uh, you know. I guess he got in that van and he said, I shot my shot and you know, whatever. It didn't work out. And there's someone handling it. Well, there's someone with thick enough skin to be on the show, Yeah, which is, I guess why he didn't, uh, why it didn't work out. You know, yeah, he didn't make any connections and I'm sure he was like, I'm going to ask the hottest one here in my book. And why not? Why not? Yeah. Not mad about this. 
Then Matt Donald gives his rose to Bree. Yes. Send Sydney home. Bree the model, Sydney the girl he could talk to anything about. Uh-huh. And Sydney calls it on her ride home. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first things out of her mouth. Yeah. It's like, Bree is going to dump Matt. There's no way that's going to last out of paradise. Brilliant. And that is brilliant. All they showed us happening. Yep. That is all that happened. <laughs> then I think you get all the usual suspects and Haley doesn't get a rose. Correct. We said goodbye to Sydney, Haley, and Revian. Oh, yeah. I forgot Revian was a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Sydney had a good, like, cry in the car. I'm not saying it's fun to watch people cry, but I always think of those moments as auditions. Yeah. For the next Bachelor, the next Bachelorette. Sure. Not Paradise. that I think she'll get it, but she's got a good arc. You know, I definitely think we haven't seen the last of her. And, yeah. You know, Sydney's someone we can root for. We've seen her try and struggle, yeah. and it would be really satisfying to, you know, to see her story. I agree. You know. I agree. Not just end in everybody choosing literally anyone other than her. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, we got the usual guys. Uh, Clay, Chris, Nicole, mm-hmm. Dylan, Hannah, Katie, Chris, Chase and Angela, Jay Chase Gutierrez, and Angela, Danny yeah. Christian. This is before they have to have their tough final yeah. conversations. But, uh, Taking it back just a little bit, because we had a little happen before the rose ceremony that uh, we did not mention. Okay. Which was the Dylan and Hannah date, where they go to the village and drop some L-bombs. Oh, yeah. Other. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. He goes, me amo Hannah. Yo amo Hannah. I, uh, I really enjoyed the fact that they hired kids for a fake birthday party. Oh, yeah. So to make them look good with kids, you think it was entirely fake? Okay, so I I I, I vacillate between is this all fucking fake? Mm-hmm. Are these all hired actors and the family just met backstage, or are they just giving money to a real family's birthday party? Yeah. What do you think? I think ABC funded the party and possibly encouraged the people and children to play along with them. Cause it was like when they, I, I forget which season it was on where they went to someone's quinceanera. Yeah. You know, yes. it's like, Oh, okay. So they got a kickback or some, you know, some paid kind of for it or some shit. Yeah. 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 And they always make people uh, like Italian families when they go on their one-on-one dates abroad on the bachelor and the bachelorette mm-hmm. where it's, you know, mm-hmm. didn't it happen last time with like, I think it was with Mike and Becca, like everywhere they went or no, it was a, uh, the dude who won Jed every time they were out on a date somewhere abroad there would be some family yeah that was like yeah. oh you know like we've married 20 years you two love each other and it's like they, they gotta be planting these people for dramatic effect that was a great Greek accent thanks is that what I did I think it was in Crete hey these people are we married <laughs> for 20 years you are loving each other yes yeah uh <sighs> I think the real, I just think about being that kid and thinking, what the fuck are these two gringos doing at my birthday party? Yeah. You're letting them hit my pinata? Imagine if Dylan broke the pinata. <laughs> I'd have been pissed if I was that kid. Yeah. 
wow, you're really like flipping my, my lens on this. Cause initially I thought, Oh cool. They happened to stumble upon this party and Hey, they know a little Spanish. It's cute that they're trying. And yeah, but that was the, th- those were the optics. Yeah. Let's put our, uh, you know, ABC white savior bachelor <laughs> contestants in, you know, Hey gringos, why don't you join our party? Look at how much better they made it. Ugh. Like, that party would have sucked without these two. Yeah, it's <laughs> really weird. It, it's really weird to me. Like I'm at, you know, again, if that was my wedding, you know, parade mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, great. So who the fuck are you two dancing and being a part of my celebration? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. That's it. So yeah, they had the Dylan and Hannah cuteness. Yeah, so that was nice. Uh there was some brief discussion where Demi said, I hate watching her give affection to other people. And that quote really stood out to me as further motivation that she's kind of an incredibly egotistical, uh, you know, yeah. monster human. Who, who the fuck says that? Do we seriously think that uh, Christian is trying to flirt with straight chicks? Yeah, seriously. No, that's just uh, that's just a friendly, you know, some people are touchier than others and mm-hmm. uh, get over yourself, Demi. You're going to pretend to be on a different page with one episode left for dramatic effect so you can hog more screen time. I'm done with it. It's over. Or at least it will be. Okay. Then uh, Clay Nicole had a one-on-one date, which is essentially, hey, can you go have a drink over this fake food in a private location and, you know, have a tough Mm. conversation Mm -hmm. with the cameras on? Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't get the reassurance. Again, it was like Clay was just kind of doing that, you know. I'm not there yet. You know, I want to get there. And I guess anytime a guy's like, I want to get there, the girl seems to take that as a win. No, I know, which is crazy because it's like, uh, what? Like, Katie did it too. It's like, oh, so you don't currently feel it, but you want to feel it. Like, sure. Who doesn't want to be in love with someone who doesn't want to please the person right in front of them? Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. I want to get there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then the talking head is always like, he said he wanted to get there. So this is a huge, this is huge. This is a, I got a great feeling about this. Dating on the bachelor. Yeah. So they did that. The, uh, Tasha JPJ Titanic speedo art thing. Oh yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Was that so was funny. good. One, the fucking denim speedo. Excellent. And two, she didn't actually even know how to draw. She, I, you know, so yeah, Brittany and I were texting and I was like, so do you think she knows how to draw? And we both agreed that the answer was no. Yeah. But I thought in my heart of hearts that maybe. At first I did. But then I'm like, you know what would be so much funnier and cuter for this little mm-hmm. bit is if she just wasn't actually an artist at all mm-hmm. and made them both go through the oh God, the so whole process good. of it. And that's so cute, which is what makes... Can we move on to the... Yeah. After the cocktail? Okay. Okay. So the cocktail party doesn't happen. They do the rose ceremony. Then they're waking up having their cold brew and their chilled glasses. Mm-hmm. By the way, nitro cold brew on tap every morning sounds fun. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that. Do you think this is why everybody was like freaking out and sweating and getting heat stroke? Too much cold brew? On I think so. Yeah. I think that might play into it. Yeah. Um, it took a while because I, I, it took a few weeks and I thought, what the fuck are they drinking Guinness in the morning for? I mean, good for you, but, yeah. oh, that's not Guinness. That's cold brew. Yeah. Both are nitro. 
regardless, they're having their coffee, they're sitting there, and then here comes Chris in his great little, you know, cotton blazer, by the way. That wasn't a regular suit jacket, God bless him. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know, he walks in and he goes, I feel a little overdressed, but I need you all to meet me at the Pomplamoose Rose Plaza Palace up top there. And they all go up there. Mm-hmm. And Chris says, Paradise as you know it is over, son. Mm. You need to, if you're not coupled up, you're going home. So go have some conversations. If you're not ready for fantasy suites, rather. Mm-hmm. Tonight. You're done. And then the conversation started happening, Wade. Yeah. So right up top, the... Sydney's prophecy comes true with very little ceremony. Oh, yeah. Well, Matt Donald beforehand's like, I mean, I'm kind of excited. I think this might be fun. Yep. And it's like, okay, dude, I'm glad you're just thinking with your cock, you fucking retard. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And it's weird, too. People gave him so much credit because he has, you know, he's like from a deaf family. So people just assume like, oh, he must be so sweet and caring and thoughtful because he exists with people who are like you know, differently abled. Yeah. Nope. He was just going for the hot chick that he definitely shouldn't have. She told him, I think you made the wrong decision. Yep. You're just like into me because I'm a model. And he kept saying, hey, supermodel. Yeah. And it's like, oh, dude, do you not get out much? And I think the answer is yes. He does not get out much. Apparently there's some controversy about a uh, Sydney Instagram post that he liked or commented on. In another creepy thinking with my bits kind of way. Word? Yeah. Do you have any further details or no? It's easy to find. Well, it's, you know, it's a pretty sensual picture of her in black and white, sort of like topless, but covering herself with one arm. And yeah, caption is like when you want the your boyfriend to offer you a coat to keep warm or something. And I forget what Matt's comment on it. It was just like, yowza, bazongas, or, you know, something like... Bazongas! Something, something classless <laughs> and reductive. It's like, damn it, Matt, grow up. All you yes. boys, you fucking boys, grow up. So, uh, yeah, while you're looking up that, I'll... Head on to the next one. Uh, Chase and Angela <laughs> pretty unceremoniously agreed that they are not ready for a proposal. Sincerely, unceremoniously. I think they were sitting there, like, right next to each other. And then fucking, um, uh, fucking, uh, Angela goes, so, are we doing this? And they're like, nope. And so she waves at him six inches from his face. It was great. I had a theory about her and Chase just being in cahoots to make Clay jealous or to try and ruin it for Clay. Mm-hmm. So there was something an episode or two ago where it just cut to Angela and Chase on the beach. Kind of like, ha ha ha, oh, we're having so much fun. Like, as if for an audience. It felt so bizarre and panned. Huh. So I'm really not surprised that they both, you know didn't seem to be invested at all it was just like cool did we ruin it for clay like all right so we're done here yep yep it's true cool. did see we ya. ruin it for clay see you at the next one i'm gonna go cash that check uh clay gives an unenthusiastic okay to nicole as far as let's continue to prolong the inevitable and yes you know exacerbate this mess before coming clean <sighs> yeah 
I'm glad you're going through it couple by couple because it's pretty much the best way. Yeah. And then we get that really sad JPJ Tay conversation. And it was really sad. I don't think I rehashed this from our failed episode, but uh, we were talking about how, you know, JPJ sort of blew it with a lot of people, acting mm-hmm. very childish in his defense of Tasha's honor. It, you know, it showed a lot of immaturity, and I think that was a big turnoff for you know, yeah. myself included. Yes. I get so much joy out of them as a couple, though, that I'm kind of giving him a pass on it. They're so cute. And, you know, if that stuff he said about Derek was true, it's it's very possible. Look at Blake. Like, people in Bachelor Nation do abuse their power for ass. And yeah. And, of course, ABC would not show Derek saying that. Yeah. They have a brand to protect, and he is one of their representatives. But I'm inclined to believe that, you know, maybe Derek did say something like that or give off the wrong idea. I think JPJ's heart was in the right place. He cares about Tasha and thinks this guy's a scumbag. It was just mm-hmm. his execution was like super immature. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I, you know, whatever. Like I said, I've already forgiven him for giving me the denim speedo. <laughs> me too. Every then the prom, like, come on, how are you gonna hate that? Come on. Yeah. So he says he loves her. She says, uh, "I'm just not there." And I think we all know JPJ was punching above his weight. I think JPJ knew he was punching above his weight. JPJ for show did. And uh, I think, you know, there was a point after Derek went home where I got a sense that Taisha was like, okay, I'm going to make the best of this. Mm-hmm. I think we all kind of sensed that she wasn't going to be wanting an engagement out of this. Yes. But she just, uh, you know, well, sucked it up, had a few extra drinks and had a great time. And so did he. And like... You know, who's going to be mad at that? My whole thing is, is they're going to the same hotel. What, in the car rides home? Or? Yeah. <laughs> For example, uh, I think we totally glossed over this. Uh, Connor up and left. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Connor up and left because uh-huh. he was waiting for Whitney. And, and then... Uh, uh, and then he leaves, gets in the van and goes, and then telling them he is basically waiting for Whitney. Everyone's sitting there, and then literally cars probably pass each other on the little road to this beach. Mm-hmm. Whitney shows up, and everyone's screaming like, oh, my God, what? What are you doing here? He just left because he thought you weren't coming. And then Connor and his beautiful, so she leaves to go chase Connor, and good for her. Mm-hmm. Then Connor in his beautiful hotel suite that they got him. Very nice. Answers the door naked. Answers the door shirtless. And uh, then, and, and, and you know, two minutes later in the edit, they're already kissing. Yeah. And so I think they're housing everyone at this hotel because when we saw Connor complaining about not seeing Whitney, they showed the hotel, the same one that she goes back to that Connor's at. And she said, I can't wait to come meet Connor. And like allegedly through this visual story leaves from that hotel. Mm. So I think they're all waiting there, dude. Yeah. You know, like Luke S was waiting there until he showed up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they just have them all sequestered and, you know, we'll call you when you're... I think so. Your intro. That's why they gave them sweets. Watch television. Yeah. But not The Bachelor. Maybe they don't watch television. I don't fucking know. While we're on this sidetrack, the whole wedding thing in this season, <laughs> like, as a... 
I don't know, just as, as a little producer instrument for creating drama. Like, it's just so manufactured. The whole mm-hmm. Connor, oh, I was waiting for Whitney, but she's not here. And like, oh, wouldn't you know it? She just, you just missed him. And, and, and you have contestants <laughs> pretending they didn't fucking know this was happening or didn't see it a mile away. Like, oh, no, like, he, he just left because he was waiting for you. Like, don't insult our intelligence, ABC. There you go. Now... ABC knew. You mean to tell me those drivers don't have walkies, bro? Hmm. Why didn't they? Why didn't they turn Connor's thing around so he could walk back down? Yeah. Why did his handler, knowing full well that they were going to bring Whitney later in the day, work him up and say, "Well, you know, if you're not going to find love here, maybe you should go. Uh, you know, before before one thirty. Yeah, go you got to get out of here before twelve forty-five, bro. You got to yeah, get. You got to go. You got to go now. If you're going to go, you better fucking do it." Mm-hmm. And so that whole thing is very questionable to me. Yeah. Again, I'm seeing the strings way too often. Agreed. Yeah, it's all very transparent. And, you know, sometimes it makes for great television. Sure. Yes. Sometimes it does. But uh, that's the weird thing, too, because I thought the whole wedding, you know, they split everyone up. They got Clay questioning his Angela stuff. And that's pretty much where we knew Connor was going to come in to replace Dean. Yep. So, like, Connor was a plant from the wedding. Yep. And then Dean took Kalen, and then Whitney became a plant from the wedding for Connor. It's like, just... <laughs> yeah, just let, we got uh, Inception with plants. Just let humans who haven't already, like, hung out with each other meet as strangers on a beach and see what happens. Like, that's what you sold me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want a bunch mm-hmm. of influencers who are writing their own plot lines, you know, weeks before at Stagecoach. Back to the conversations... Is that what you were going to say? Oh, I was going to... Did you have anything else on the... No. The Connor Whitney biz? No, who cares? All right. So Happily ever after, I guess. I'm going to say that uh, Tasha and JPJ's rides home. Getting driven off in the vans when they did that montage. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. And uh, JPJ said, thank you for the most magical moments of my life. So cute. That really got me, man. No, I know, it's man. The most genuine emotion this show has gotten out of me. Well, and that's why I'm like... <sighs> Why are you guys not showing me more of that kind of shit? You yeah. know, I want to see Dylan and Hannah be cute. Maybe I'd like them more. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what got me to that. It reminded me of that Connor Whitney thing is JPJ and Tasha are going to the same spot. Mm-hmm. Are they not going to talk when they get there? I don't know. You know, and and here's my, my next problem with this whole... Uh, you got a couple up right now. I'm Chris Harrison. You're getting off the fucking island, bro. Is why can't they just decide to date afterwards? Didn't they used to? Yeah. Cares. I could have sworn last season. I couldn't tell you what couple. Someone was just like, I'm not there. I'm not there for like a proposal, but I want to keep seeing you and see where this goes. They let Colton do it. God the fuck man they let him break paradise and his own season of the bachelor anyway fucking colton i hope it works out with taisha and jpj but i don't know i don't know the next week on yeah it looks like something's gonna happen we're gonna see some stuff and who knows you know i would like look at grocery store joe and kendall yeah that's super unlikely look at i mean kaylin and dean we don't know how that turns out but there's a lot of unlikely pairings yeah yeah, totally. I think those are more prone to success, too. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. 
Did we miss any couple convos? Uh, none that lasted. So I think, I think did a uh, Demi and Christina, or I'm sorry, did Demi and Christian have another conversation about stuff? Yeah, Christian is like, you need to be a hundred percent with me, and Demi's like, I am a hundred percent with you, and then but she's also like, I'm anxious because I think I'm making you anxious, and I'm mm-hmm. anxious that I'm not better for you, and my anxiety and my tornado brain. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But of course they're going to do it. And so, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Yeah. Hey, remember? <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I'm just going to like beat up on Demi some more with the whole, you know, okay. the, my, my anxieties, my other other things that are worthy of pity and excuse my inability to function in this current relationship. Mm-hmm. Remember when Cam complained about his uh, having to give away his dog? Yeah. And his grandma and like some kind of leg surgery. His grandma was dying, but like not. And we fucking ate him alive for wanting pity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Remember when wanting pity was something we spit on contestants for? Yeah. Well, and now we're just giving it to him. Like, oh, poor Blake, poor Kaylin, poor Demi. Like, what happened, Bachelor Nation? We used to. (laughs) What happened, Bachelor Nation? We used to keep the pressure on these people. That's what they're for, man. They're there to yeah. build, we, to make us feel better about our lives. Yeah. Because they're like yeah. beautiful, but just so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope we can get some of that back next season. Me too, man. Me too. <sighs> what else, man? I think it's just the this week on. We get to find out who The Bachelor is. Correct. It's got to be Peter. I think so. It's got to be Peter. It's only, only obvious. I could tell from his silhouette. So of the four couples that uh, are going to implode or get engaged or whatever mm-hmm. next episode, let's let's just go through them with likelihood possible scenarios. So Dylan and Hannah, what do you think's happening there? I bet it works out. I think she's going to I think she's going to ice him. I don't think so. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she's just been playing dead to get through the season looking good and in a couple like everyone else. Maybe and she did the, just launch a fashion line. Yeah, and when the time comes, she's going to be like, "You know, actually none of this is real." Yeah. I was just doing that thing hmm. to do to, you know, be on TV. Okay, next couple. Clay and Nicole. No way. You don't think he's going to even propose? No way. Hmm. All right. I think he's going to. Oh, my God. I think it'll explode later. Okay. We're, uh, you and I are not on the same pahina here. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sick ref, dude. Sick ref. All right, Demi and Christian? I'm sure they try it. Agreed? Katie and Chris? No. Yeah. Although the thing that's curious is we keep seeing that black hand in the proposal thing. Mm. So maybe they do. Maybe Katie and Chris do try it. Unless it's uh, Tasha and JBJ. No, because it's totally on the beach. Um, sorry. It's all right. No, you were right to lash out at me. <laughs> was, was, I, what I said was stupid <laughs> and incorrect. And, and uh, I, should think, I should think better before opening my mouth. I just, Chris and Katie, it's like not fun to watch. It's not. But like, it's kind of fun to watch just because they keep prolonging the inevitable okay like every every episode the last four episodes they've had these conversations about like why doesn't this feel right i don't know i want it to feel right okay 
and then they keep going. And this was the point where it's like, mm-hmm. are you going to propose to her? Mm-hmm. Are either of you confident in this at all? And clearly they're not, and yet they have allowed themselves to get into the to final buy into episode. it. Yeah. Why is it just like peer pressure, like inertia? This should feel right and work. He's too nice, I think. Yeah. Need. Oh. No, it just shouldn't have come out of retirement. <laughs> One final thing about the, this coming on. They let Jordan and Christian show up. They so I think they're just, they were just done for paradise this time. Okay. I bet we get to see more of Jordan. I hope so. Oh, me too. But who knows? I mean, okay, so they're letting him come on the show. Which they don't always do. Sometimes there's a scandal where someone does not get to come back for after the final rose. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't matter to me. I'm stoked. Yeah. No, me too. This is going to be great. <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, there's just one more week to prolong mm-hmm. the journey, the discussions, the speculation. And we get the Bachelor announcement. That too. Which is cool. I'm excited about cool. that. And uh, as uh, you know, one of our many fans... Uh, emailed us recently encouraging us to take up the idea we had discussed of trying to get caught up on the where are they now prior to this oh uh, uh, yes this next week thank episode. you for that email thank you very much that's right that uh yeah we don't spoil anything for ourselves we don't follow the contestants instagram so we have no idea what couples have worked out or any of that stuff and yes I, I think it would be fun for a change to to really go overboard with the social media stalking and kind of see like did Dean and Kalen work out? Did how'd that road trip go? Like I'm pretty interested. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That will be fun. Yeah. And thanks for listening and sticking around with your with your doctors. Yeah, that, that thanks. Class dismissed. You can email us <laughs> at I love that bachelor <laughs> at gmail.com. Whoop. Rate us. Tell your friends. Subscribe. And uh, accept the rose, rose. Accept it. Almost paradise. paradise.